It is Monday, August 19th, 2013. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to Best of the Best, the only internet debate podcast. The only internet debate podcast on the internet. It is episode 76. Yes, it is. Here on the Best of the Best radio network. Our proud family of radio podcasts that we provide for you, the listener. Mm -hmm. There's Best of the Best. Mark's fun time review a palooza mm-hmm. where he just finds things and reviews them. Yeah. Anything. Movies, TV shows, books, Deli coffee, platters, coffee mugs, dogs, breeds of dogs, commemorative plates. All of them. Everything. In just, one episode. Just, yes. I just <laughs> burn through it. He's currently recording it right now as we are recording this Podcast? episode. <laughs> yes. F minus. Mark, it's good to see you. Politics with Andrew. Yeah. It's where Andrew talks about weird facts within the uh, the world of politics. That's yeah. a good show. Yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting because I, I like to watch C-SPAN obsessively mm-hmm. to the point where I start finding when, like, senators fidget. Yeah. So, like, that's what I, re- that's what I really that's drilled out into. It's a brand new week. How are you? What what have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole darn lot. I um, I'm very excited. We'll be starting work soon. Uh, I just ended work. You ended work, so I'm I'm but good. I'm starting work soon. I've been unemployed for a while. Yeah, I got an email from uh, Galpin. You know Galpin. Galpin Ford. Galpin Ford and Mazda. My good friend Jay from Galpin Ford Ooh. always calling me up, asking about my birthday. Mm-hmm. Like he sent me a Christmas card a yeah. couple months ago. Nice guy. He's a really nice man from University of Michigan. Used to study law. Yeah. Now selling, selling cars. cars. Good knows, cars. Knows how old I am, where I'm from, based on my social security number. Very creepy. Yeah. Um, did, did Jay email you personally? He should have. I got. I got a mass email. Let's go to the old carriage. We'll go and meet him up. We'll meet up with him. The horseless carriage? Yeah, we'll go to the horseless carriage. Delicious. Oh, my God. So much good breakfast. We paid for it. That's how honest we are. Yeah, We paid for it. We were hungry. It was like 6 a.m. I know. The place wasn't going to open for another, like, three hours. Um, I got a mass email from Galpin. Galpin. And I bought my car from there in 2010. Galpin, Galpin. Maybe 2011. I'm not sure. But, um, no, it was from 2010. Jay. Not from Jay. God damn it. Not what, from Jay. Why would you waste your time? Then? Well, not, not he works at the Ford from... part. I work, I went to the Mazda across the street. I'm fucking go to the Ford part. Look, oh. that's, he's the caviar of car salesmen. I didn't know. Yeah, well, I can tell. Anyway, you, you got, you got a, you got a scam deal. All right. You no, got I ripped off. I got a great deal on my car. And Jane, what I got you about deal. Probably. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna probably. put it out there. Probably whatever deal my brother's wife got me, mm-hmm. Jay probably. Jay could. would have doubled down on that. He laughs. I showed him your deal after you left, and he laughed at it. Why do you have that? Why do you have that information? I just, you know, it's just one of those things that I just had, just hanging around, and I showed it to Jay. Information <laughs> just, act. Yes, it if was. You, you could get anything if you asked for it. Yeah, yeah. Just um, go to the courts. Anyways, I got this mass email from them, and basically the content of the email was. So I have I I have a car that I'm still making payments on. Yes. And the email said effectively due to incentive rates and APRs and second time buyers from Ford or from Galpin, if I bring my car in, which I'm like two years away from paying off, 
and give it to them, they will give me a brand new Mazda 3, and my monthly payment will be $4 less or something. But instead of... But going, it's a lease, though, at that point. No. no are you paying real? For it, real for it? Instead of being two years away from owning my car that I currently have, I will be six years away yeah. from owning this other car. Yeah. So it's a fine deal, but I'm more interested in owning my car. Yes. Than being stuck than in this constantly again. paying off something. Right. Which, yeah. as you say, at that point, it is practically a lease. Pretty much, because then they would come to you in five, four years and say, do it again. Yeah. So that's a lot of information in an email. And in the subject line, how, how would you convey all that information in a subject line so that I know what this email is before I even open it? It could be, a, your new Mazda waits for you. Mm-hmm. Great time to buy. Mm-hmm. Trade-in special. Trade-in special. Turn your old into new. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. Sure. Here's what their subject is. <laughs> and keep in mind, I haven't worked in a long time. Yeah. So it's to Mark Gonzalez from Galpin Ford. Galpin Mazda. Galpin Mazda. Message. It may never be this good again. <laughs> that was me. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my God, not you too. <laughs> At two J, at two. It was it was heartbreaking. It was, that's, that's a bit a bit ominous, isn't it? For a for a car advertisement, never gonna be this good again. You know, it's really sad. Mm-hmm. This might be as good as it gets. You know how you think it's a, it can't get worse? Well, jokes what? on you. <laughs> can't get any better. Horrifying, right? Well, you know. So that turned me off of the deal. Galpin keeps it real, all right? They're just keeping it real. It was very scary. They come to you and they say, happy days are here again. Yeah. And they'll be here for a long time. Yeah. Then when there's a sad day, you're like, Galpin, you lied to me. You fucked me, me, Galpin. And they didn't say it's never going to be. They say it might never be this good again. It's like, no, it, I, it's like, it's like if you've ever been in a bad spot and you go to your friend looking for some sympathy or something and their response is, people are dying in Africa, you know? Man, you... They're like, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> you, Tell think, me. you think you got it bad. Yeah. I got somebody staying on my couch. Fucking me on didn't sandwiches. Motherfucker. I'm like, that isn't what I'm looking for. Mark, I have fantastic news. You have good news. I have really good news, Tell me your Mark. News. I... You and the listening, the best of the best nation out there at large, mm-hmm. all across this great planet of ours, you're invited. Oh. It's coming. Yes. Mark, I I went to my favorite place in the world to go to, the Supercuts in Marina Del Rey. Of course you did. Pulled out my card. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, Mark, it's coming to fruition. Now tell tell our listeners who might have missed this episode several several months ago where you several about this. several years ago. Yeah. The good people at Supercuts made the mistake before I bought my car, I think. Before of giving me a um, one of these uh, uh, you know, you fill it out you, 12 haircuts 13th free. Now, I don't know if you know this, Mark, but I I think we talked about this before like how often do you get a haircut? Like when when my girlfriend says you have to get, you have to get a haircut, 
Uh, I, probably every four months. Every four, like I would get a haircut. exactly, like every three to four months. So you have twelve months. You have twelve times to fill out a card before you get the thirteenth free. Yeah, and at four months times twelve, so you're only getting four, three haircuts a year, roughly, just about. And so it would take you four years to essentially fill up this card. Well, they're counting on you. Dying in a fiery car accident before you catch before this, this pays thing. out exactly. Yeah. This is the life insurance policy that you took out at out of whim yeah. at seventeen, and you're paying like seven dollars a month on, and then you end up falling off a cliff, and it pays out huge, big time. Um, I can see here that the first haircut that they dated it on was Halloween of two thousand ten. So it's this has been a a process in the making this has been a a huge huge thing in the making yesterday was my 12th haircut oh my god and as i said before when we do the 13th we're throwing a party we are it's a a haircut party this is exciting i don't know when it's gonna be obviously i want to get the most out of the haircut because it's free so it's gonna i'm gonna wait i mean wait longer than usual you think Maybe. Uh, you want to get the most bang for your buck, right? If yeah. I come in for a trim and I give them this, that's a waste, right? Do you want to say early December? What do you think? I don't know. We're going to have to figure this out. But I just want, I want clear, everyone, clear, clear, the, clear the rest of the, the year. The whole damn calendar. Just clear Christmas, clear Thanksgiving, everything. Yeah. Because, because Papa is, is getting, is getting his. Haircut. He's yeah. getting his haircut. Everyone's invited to get haircuts with me. Are everyone wants a tip? Maybe. Depends yeah. on how good the free... I wonder if they give you a shitty haircut because it's free. Get the fuck out of here. But, uh... It, I, I actually expect they're going to tell you you can't. It's your, you can't redeem it. It's, yeah. So you have to... Make sure you show it to them before anybody touches <laughs> your hair. You Be like, look, you this, I'm you not paying Motherfucker. Uh, it's so old in terms of the card, which is weird, that the, the number on the back of the card does not have a zip code. Which like is phone number. Or, I'm sorry, an area code, uh, which is weird. Yeah. Because um, they expect you're calling from the landline. I guess. You live up and the it's street. just like, yeah, it's, you're around. It's always weird to me when they don't, when you see phone numbers that don't have the area code on it. Because yeah. it, it's, we've gotten so, we've gotten so many cell phones and so many, so many phones in general that you kind of need the area code. Yeah. But uh, no, the uh, area code not on the card. But again, I don't know how long these cards have been sitting around either. But I've been holding on to this like sweet, sweet death. Probably the only one. For three, three plus years now almost. And uh, it's, it's coming back, Mark. For haircut parties for everyone. So everyone, if I could, if I, I want to ask everyone to grow your own hair out. I am. So when we have that haircut. haircut party. Yeah, I want to be there. It's going to be great. There's a pizza place next door. There's a yogurt land next door. Ooh. Oh, my God. We're going to take over that whole block. We're going to take that embassy. And if you, you guys want booze, there's a CVS up, up right there. There's a Chase Bank. Bring your cash. Are they going to stop? There's me? a watchmaker. <laughs> you want your, if you, yeah, because you're going to smash your watch because yeah. you're not going to want to know what time it is because you're going to be partying too fucking hard. Are they going to want... Are they going to stop me from drinking inside of the Supercut? They shouldn't. If I show them, Mark, this is a pass to do whatever the fuck yeah. you want at the Supercuts. <laughs> you can kill a guy. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody's come back with this thing, I bet. Yeah. I bet I'm going to be the I first thing. They're going to look at this thing and say, I don't even know how to punch this fucking thing in. I have to call the... Let me, let me get the manager. The let, me, manager. let me call Mr. Cuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sue Parr Cuts. <laughs> 
He's an Indian fellow. I'm Xavier Supercuts. Now, what the hell is going on here? It's, it's finally happened, sir. Somebody's turned in the card. What? That was a scam. It's never supposed to work. Yeah. Say, look at this. Give me my 1850, Mark. Is that how much a haircut is there? Yes. Thank you. Ugh. But be prepared, Mark. It's exciting. But be prepared for this episode of Best of the Best. Episode 76, Mark. Yes. And fittingly enough, we're talking about talk shows. I feel like this kind of banter is something that you'd find on a talk show. I would hope so, yeah. That uh, Letterman would do a twenty minute, would do twenty minutes about getting a free haircut, getting a damn haircut. Yeah, yeah, and he would have a haircut party. Yeah, he's invited. Everybody's invited. Mark, best of the best is your internet only internet debate podcast. We've been, we will argue up to three topics today under the banner of talk shows. But what's at stake, Mark? That's what we really want to know. Andrew. The winner of Best of the Best will receive a $25 Wendy's gift card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's yours. Mm-hmm, yours. Just a half. Flat out. But mm. we also have a secondary prize. Mm. Second prize today, which sometimes the second prize overshadows that $25 gift card. Sometimes it's something very special. Is this one of those times? This is one of those times. Okay. Andrew, you will receive the ability mm. to tell one friend... You'll be able to tell the loser which friend you want them to stop being friends with. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. So I can tell if I win. If you win, you can I tell me. I have to tell you to stop being friends with one person. With one person. And I have to honor you it. You have to honor it. Oh. However. <laughs> oh. There, there, are are always, caveats. there are always caveats. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say you have to stop being their friend, you... The other person can still talk to them, mm-hmm. but they are not their friend. So it's like they go from friend to casual acquaintance. Casual acquaintance. And they Work can never, never be friends again. They can never be friends again. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 There's no, it's no like, oh, you know, now we're, now we're, we're friends after coworkers. You go from friends mm-hmm. to like casual coworker acquaintance, like yeah, a guy that I know. That's a guy that I know. Yeah. So you probably can't, you know, if you invite them to your birthday, that is a clear violation. Yeah. No, friends are invited to birthday parties unless it's at work. Right. Then it's like a work birthday a thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds, that sounds fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I feel like you I just, already know. I keep it in my pocket. I feel like you already know. I, w- I wouldn't turn it in for like. For years yeah. after the end of Best of the Best, and then just one day you get a phone call. They're out. He's it's out. Like, He's like out. the manager <laughs> <laughs> on a baseball team. Call into the dugout. Take him out of there. He's gone. He's gone. Yanking him. Yanking the righty. So that's exciting. It's really exciting. <laughs> oh my god! I've never been. I, I have to start doing research now. Yeah. It's, I have to. Uh, uh, Apollo Tix is on hold until I can research all of your friends all of people. <laughs> and figure out which one would be the most damaging yeah. <laughs> to remove from the bullpen. And also, well, helping your life because you could, you could, one way you might want to play it is to scoop that friend up. Oh, you're right. They become free agents at yeah. that point. Oh my God. Everything is coming together, Mark. Yeah. Mark, we're talking episode 76. We have to start with our customary coin flip to decide who goes first. Mark, we're dealing with a 2012 Denver uh, Denali 
quarter. Now, I don't know if you know it or not. We've, we've come this far in best of the best. To we've actually seen quarters change. Where, it's um, pretty exciting. We, we're through with the states. We've done all the state quarters. Now we've moved on to state parks. Denali, of course. Alaska. Alaska. Exactly. Well, we, we're, it's not like we have a pot. Uh, there's probably some states that we didn't do. Probably. Just because we don't have them. We like, just don't have... This, I, is, like, this is just a matter of the world changing around us. Affecting right. Best yeah. of the best, which I think makes it more interesting. It's like uh, those presidential dollar cord coins as well. Like, yeah. I haven't seen any of those in circulation, but we know what they're out there. Uh, Mark, shown on the reverse side or the tail side of the Denali National Park quarter is Susan Gamble's depiction of a doll sheep with Mount McKinley rising in the background. Yep. That's what it is. Rising in the background at a rate of... 0.2 centimeters a year. Yeah, yeah. One day it'll touch the sun, Mark. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, Technically that's true. Technically the whole... It's a, it's a relatively brand new quarter as well, released November 5th, 2012. Wow. Mark, heads or tails, go ahead and call it in the air. Here we go. Heads. It is dull. McKinley. Yeah. It's tails. Yeah. Mark, our first category here on Best of the Best, episode 76. We're talking talk shows. Mark, we are talking about the best recurring late night bit. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean it has to be on late night. No. But late Letterman, night talk show. Late night talk show bit. bit. Mark, I'm going to kick. You're going to kick. I'm going to kick. Andrew, uh... The best recurring late night bit comes from Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, specifically when he was on Late Night, because mm-hmm. I don't think they do this any. I don't think he took it to the Tonight Show or to Conan on TBS. Yes, uh, Celebrity Secrets. Secrets. Yeah, Hanks. Secrets. Uh, for those who don't know, the way the sketch works is Conan, we come back from commercial and Conan says, we have a lot of people on this show, a lot of celebrities, uh, sometimes they open up to us in very weird ways. Here is another installment of Celebrity Celebrity Secrets. Secrets. Yeah. And then it's, it looks like a jail cell or an interrogation room. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have an actor, actress, very, political figure, very famous actor, actress. Generally, generally. it's like a it's a bigger person. person than you would expect on late night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, and they'll have a bottle of hard alcohol, mm-hmm. a glass filled with that hard alcohol, and then sometimes a cigarette. Yes, often a cigarette, and the person just looks at the camera and says some weird. Yeah, non sequitur about their past. So, for instance, so one of the one of the best ones I think was Tom Hanks. Yep. Uh, maybe you could find the clip. I, I, I walked. I walked into. I was at the, the 1998 Oscars. I found myself in the bathroom in a stall next to Tom Selleck. So I leaned over and I said, "Looks like we're a couple of peeing toms." <laughs> His angry silence is something His I'm never forget. silence is something I'm never forget. And then it just freeze frame. Yeah. And this Sm- image. Smash cut to the title cut. Like, the, yeah. the card pops up over it. Hanks! Secrets. And they'll usually, do, <laughs> they'll usually do three or four of these yes. in a run. Yeah. And it's hilarious because 
you're excited. Here's what makes it great. And the problem with a lot of recurring bits on anything Mm -hmm. is that it's effectively the same joke over and over. Yeah. So, like, Conan's... I I love the Joe's bit, where Conan says, like, I'm feeling down. No, I'm going to go to Joe's. I'm going to go to Joe's. He walks over to the bar set. He he walks over to the bar set, but they cut to, like, an exterior shot of a bar, and it's like... You're all, all your friends at Joe's, or something like that. <laughs> right. And then Conan sits down, and the bartender and another patron yell at Conan because he fucked up some church <laughs> social last week mm. because he was drunk. And it's always the same thing, where they yell at <laughs> and they just find different ways to insult Conan, and it's a, it's a church social, social, and then it's a Little League game, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Joe says, now pay for your drink and get out of here. And then Conan throws the bottle against the wall and screams, I'll pay when I'm good and ready! And that's that's the whole sketch. And they do that over and over again. Mm-hmm. But with Celebrity Secrets, it's a different joke every time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always something weird from this person's past, but sometimes it's something embarrassing, sometimes it's something just weird, sometimes it's clever wordplay. Mm-hmm. There was a great one with Patrick Stewart, where he said... It's true, I often dine with the queen, but to me, she'll always be Latifa. Yeah. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great bit, because it's a different thing. The celebrities, when they're really good, are fantastic. They had, like, John McCain, and he didn't seem to get the joke, so it wasn't as good. <laughs> hey, my friend, uh, I... I, I, I did something weird, and uh, uh, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, is that pretty... Is that good? McCain! Secrets! But when you get somebody like Tom Hanks or the Gwyneth Paltrow one yeah, was really good... Yeah, part of her method is to kill a hobo before... It's, it's, true, celebrity, it's true actresses are very superstitious. That's why, before I start a role, I kill a hobo with a hammer. Yeah. Uh, Secrets! And then, yeah. Well, it's always yeah, it's always interesting. Well, it, it it does outline like who is willing to play ball. Like Tom Hanks is always willing to play ball. Tom Hanks was great, but as I said, there's like sometimes it'll be a musician. Like the Elvis Costello one was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he's he talks about like he has so many records or something. There's something a, I write. I write about ten songs a week. The best the best one I'll keep and record. The other two, or it's like the best one I'll keep and record. Uh, the next seven I'll hold on to. The last three I sell to Phil Collins. It's <laughs> such a burn on Phil Collins. <laughs> well, it's it's um, it's very similar to uh, uh, any time that they would have John Tesh on back in the late yeah. night run. Yeah. Conan would always say, "Well, I, I guess we have a clip of your new video. Let's go ahead and take a look." And it would cut to Lurch from the Adams Aww. Family playing the organ, <laughs> and then it would cut. John Tesh just looking absolutely furious. Yeah. And they did it like three or four times. Sure. And, and, and it's just, it always, it, yeah. All right, so you say... Celebrity. Celebrity secrets. Mark, I say the best late night bit is this. It's from David Letterman. It's not Ball Get Out of My Nachos, because I believe that only happened once. Ball get out of my nachos has been lost to time, and I and I you like I would find it. I would gladly pay money yeah. to get a copy of Ball Get Out of My Nachos. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're not familiar, at one point they did a sketch where 
they, Dave would always throw to this weird show called Ball Get Out of My Nachos, which was Biff Henderson sitting in a grandstand. Mm-hmm. A baseball falls into his nachos. He picks it up. He looks at it, and he goes, Ball, get out of my nachos. And he throws it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then they would they did this bit where it was like the, the behind-the-scenes version of Ball, get out of my nachos. And so it's like a VO over top of it going, all right, action Biff. Ball, get out of my nachos. Cut. That's a print. And then there's like a stage version with F. Murray Abraham where he like grabs the ball. Ball, get out of my nachos. And he like throws it. It's on a stage. It's weird. No. Nor is it next time bring your sister you home. That's a good one too. Mm -hmm. I have to say the best late night bit is will it float? And I'll explain why. so long. I'll explain why. Mark, will it float is the quintessential Letterman joke. And I love it because yeah. it's so dumb. Here's how it works. Mark, they, they, Dave announces that they're going to be playing Will It Float. They announce what the item is going to be. Mm-hmm. Dave and Paul decide and figure out Will It Float. A bag of charcoal. They wager on whether it will float. The curtain flings open. There's a tank of water. Mm-hmm. There's a grinder girl. Yeah. There's a girl with like a wearing like a sheet metal mm-hmm. who's got a grinder and like shooting sparks. There's another one with a bunch of hoops that's yeah. spinning them all around her body. They dump whatever it is into the tank of water. And then it either sinks or it floats. And then the Chiron at the bottom starts flashing. <laughs> it floats or it sank yeah. or it sinks. All while this like dinging noise plays. The band plays this huge crescendo on top of it. And then it's um, that's how you play Will It Float. Then the, like the curtains like slam closed. Uh, cheese and that's dog it. and uh, uh, it's got it's a fat. She's got all that fat. It's got to float. You say, uh, 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 but it's heavy. I say it's going to sink. You say it's going to sink. Yes. All right, bring up the deal and let's play Will It Float. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, girls. Nice to see you. How are you? Anytime. Dump it in there. That's how we play Will It Float. We'll see you later. Now, Mark, it's a quintessential Letterman bit because it's it takes... It, it's, it's one of those things where, like, Dave Letterman relishes the idea of presenting, like, the most mundane, idiotic things on national television. Yeah. That it's, like... It's, it's even from, like, stupid pet tricks to, you know, it's like a dog that dances on its back legs. That's, there's something so silly and so dumb in that, but yet they have this thing, they have this, this medium that allows him to put this out there and show it to, to everybody. Or, I mean, even even in, in his late night days when he would do, like, the, the, they did, like, the 360 um, episode where... The camera at the start of the episode slowly rotated throughout the course of the hours. So at the half hour mark, it was completely upside down and then slowly rotated throughout the rest of the episode. Huh. Um, and it's, I would have gone, I would have gone in the other, I would have gone um, horizontally to the audience. <laughs> so that you're slowly moving around so that at one point you see what Dave sees every night. No, 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 it's, it's, it literally, it. It, it shifted throughout the course of the hour, uh, around, until it, it reached the, the, 
So it, it's, a, it's a dumb idea. It's stupid. It's silly. But again, it's like quintessential Letterman that it's it's it put on a pedestal because it's so dumb. Yeah. So with something like Will It Float, like it's it's a dumb idea. You're throwing something in a tank of water to decide whether it floats or not. But the fact that it's attached to like this big build up to it, they have a title card, they have a graphic, they have the grinder girl, they have the other girl with the, the hula hoops, yeah. they have the band playing, and and then like the whole flourish at the end, uh, the, the dinging noise, like the everything adds up to this stupid silliness that is hysterical uh, when you when you sit and like watch it because of the fact that you're just like, what am I watching in a national broadcasting company yeah. not the national broadcasting company a national columbia broadcasting system paid money to provide for this and like you have to think like all this effort went into they hucked a bag of charcoal in a tank of water yeah and watched it float or not like i, I think it's it's i, I don't want to sound hoity-toity mark but it's uh, it's it's fucking brilliant it's it's hysterically brilliant it's because very, of, it's very avant-garde it's it's you know it's it's one of those things it's it's plebes like you probably wouldn't understand the humor in in what Letterman's trying to do with this no this bit yeah um, I mean it's it's I don't want to offend your sensibilities I know it's it's it's, it's no uh, uh, actual jokes no it's not you know it's 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 no silly thing? silly funny movies that you watch. No, like it's not an actual Larry, funny the cable thing. guy. No, it's Jeff just Fox or these. I, no, I understand. The, I understand. You no, might the not joke, understand it. The joke is that there isn't a joke. I understand that. I have final arguments. Andrew, you're wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. There's, the joke is that there's no joke. The joke is that it's a buildup. But something about Letterman's material, it, it seems kind of insulting, actually. How so? Because I I understand that it's a free show. I I think I think what makes it insulting or like upsetting because like you describing it just now, I got really aggravated mm-hmm. because I think that Letterman does have funny stuff. I think that he has good writers, and I think it's a, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. But when you keep doing the same bit. Because he did, he's been doing Will It Float for years now. I don't right? know if they do it anymore, to be quite honest. I think I think it was up through mid two thousands. I think is when they were doing it. But I don't know if he does it anymore. Right. But they did it over and over again. They and would do it, yeah, a good amount. Maybe, it was, maybe once every two weeks or once sure. every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes multiple times in a week. Yeah. But so, like, the joke is we're doing something stupid over and over again, and we're making a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. And then just giving it to you guys because it shows. I, it, it feels like he doesn't care. No, it's, it not, feels, that, it's, it's not that he it's doesn't a care. Bit, it's a little bit like when Letterman. I always go back to it. He like, always he go. I, he I've, I've never seen this bit that you've purported that and, he just showed up and just made a waffle for twenty minutes and then went and just did his and thing. And did his thing, and it's like no, it's it put it, some effort into it. Like, but like they I think do I'm, this stuff all the time. Like when they once once they got the Ed Sullivan building. They were they just were dumping stuff off the roof just to watch and see what happens. They at one point they dropped a safe on a car. Yes, and it's like that is spectacular, and that is something that you can't do anywhere else because mm-hmm. it's dangerous and it's weird. But to juxtapose that with we're going to put charcoal in water, and everybody's going to clap and cheer. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like it seems like Letterman is saying, "Here, take this, you fucking animals." No, Enjoy no, it. it's silly, 
but it's, it's a weird avant. It, you're right. It's a weird avant garde piece av- of comedy. Yes, it's avant garde the first time, but when you do it every time for several weeks, it just stinks of. We 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 have to kill time, and we don't want to write a thing. And it makes me think of if, what I what I was thinking of as you were talking was, and we've talked about it before on the show, like the writing process for the Onion, mm-hmm. where people are screaming and threatening to quit because somebody wants to put in joke, uh, what was it? Ghost drops by to say boo. Boo, yeah. Like, those are people who are taking what they're doing very seriously. You don't think... But that, you, you, imagine, don't think... you imagine they're in the writer's room and they're like, how about will it float but with charcoal? I yeah I no 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 I complete, you, you, you I think, completely disagree. With you think that. there's a lot more thought I think going into there's, it's like with weird stuff like that. I think it's like if we when we go back and forth on stuff about what we think is dumb versus like that line between dumb and funny dumb. Yeah, but to keep doing the same. But bit, I think it's, it's it's the worst offender. Like. No, 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 because I think that they literally, they, I'm tempted to think that instead of just picking random items, like, there's, there is something funny also in the decision as to, like, what item gets thrown in the tank, because, like, if you just pick, like, if you pick something, something mundane, like, like, a cardboard box, like, that's not funny, that you're just like, yeah, we're gonna throw a cardboard box in there and see if it floats, but there's something funny, there's something funny about the specificness of a bag of charcoal, like, do you it's, agree or no? It's not funny. It's interesting, at least, because I actually don't know if a bag of charcoal will float. Or at least, I mean, it, it does, because it's lighter than it's lighter than water. And we know that about individual pieces of charcoal. So, yeah, it makes sense that it would float. Mm-hmm. But I've never put a bag of charcoal no, but there's something. No, but there's something specific in the, the decision of the item. Like... You, you know, the, do you understand what I'm saying? That, like, it's not just a random yes. assortment of things. It's not just like they went to the prop shop and they just picked something up and then they were like, all right, it's going to be this. They, I, I'm tempted to think that they they probably went through their paces to decide to write what would be kind of the funniest, most interesting thing to dump in the tank. Because that time. also adds to... I'm tempted to think so. I mean, it's probably when the Letterman writing process happens and that team comes together to do their little, like, even when, like, um, they do their bump outs uh, and, like, Alan Coulter, they give, like, Alan Coulter, their announcer, to read, like, a non sequitur little line as well. There's there's something so kind of goofy yeah. and inherent, but it's it's weird, but at the same time it's funny because it's kind of weird. But like, it's, a different, it's a different line that Alan's giving. Like you're saying, You're saying this is the same bit. It's the well, same bit over well, with, and over. With but, secrets, or, so with celebrity secrets, it is the same. It's the same joke every time. It might be different lines, and I will agree with that. But at the same time, it's always kind of the same thing. It's like, celebrities are weird, let's give them a weird line. And I feel like... It's, it's, as, it's as different as a monologue is different, like you're using different jokes. No, but a monologue is obviously, you're talking about different topics, but the, the, the same conceit is, we expect celebrities to be a certain way. So let's give them something weird that they do. So like with the Gwyneth Paltrow one, it's like she kills a hobo with a hammer. All right, I get it. Like I or, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect a celebrity to do that because uh, she's a she's a very attractive woman. She's not gonna kill a hobo. That's crazy. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's that's one. That's that's one of their bits. But to compare, so to compare Gwyneth Paltrow saying I kill a hobo with a hammer to Tom Hanks saying. 
I said something really stupid and I feel bad about it for the rest of my life to uh, just going through the ones that we gave Patrick Stewart's thing. I'm friends with Queen Latifah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the setup is there's a build we up to that. We wouldn't expect them to be friends. He's not saying I'm friends with Queen Latifah. There's a build up to it where it's saying you, you expect think, you think you, he's friends I'm, with I'm Queen king, Elizabeth II. I'm, I'm a knight. Then, yes. You think that that means something? I'm talking about Queen Latifah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, it's it's, it's, it's set up. Fun. That's it's, that's what comedy. Is. That's what comedy is, Mark. But it's to a, say it's very fun. We're gonna do a, the exact same build up. Change in, we're gonna in have our the exact same thing, and this time it's a bag of charcoal. Mm-hmm. Lap it up. I think like, not, I they're not it, saying lap it up. I I I think David Letterman has been doing this long enough, and that staff has been doing this long enough to not. The joke is not on the audience. The the audience is. No, I Involve, think no. The, I think the audience is, the is joke part. is that there. The joke is that there isn't a joke, but when you keep doing that same thing over and over again, it's silly, it but gets, it's involved, and there's a, there's an infectiousness to it to figure out. Yes, will it float? It's funny when you think about it, but you're also interested in sticking around to wonder. Yeah, will a car battery float? I'm gonna say no. See, you don't know. Now you're involved. Now you're now, invested. I, now that I've found out, I go, oh, okay, now I know. Do I laugh? No. You should. It's, do you, do the, you the, laugh every time? With the grinder? They, the, 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 it's, it's, just, it's just they add they add an element each time. Yeah. And I think because they keep building it up more and more to this thing, I mean, it's... There's, it's, there's no ultimate payoff. There's, it's the... I hate to say it's the anti-joke. It is an anti-joke. But the, that's what makes it... It's like it, the humor is in the build-up. It would work great... If, it would work great if it was a one-off thing. If it was a one-off thing, I think it would be truly inspired and funny. But the fact that they keep going back to that well and keep doing it over and over again, changing one little thing every time, it's just it's just aggravating. I don't know. I... I, I guess I can see. I can see from your point that you might, you might be disappointed with it. But at the same time, I'm like, not I, disappointed I, because I when they know, say it, we're doing, will it float? I have no expectations. I go, oh, okay, we're we're doing this thing again. Now, eh, I don't know. Uh, all right, I, I, I do, you, do you do you think that there isn't? I mean, do you not, do you not respect that coming up with a different set of jokes for every celebrity? You, um, I just feel like there's so many more working parts to make a Celebrity Secrets bit that's funny, whereas saying we're going to get the Grinder Girl, I we're going to get the Hula uh, it's, Girl, it's, we're going to get... It's funny, it, the framework's set. It, the framework is set that it, they, somebody came up with this idea of will it float. If I told you... It just keeps it... Let me try it this way. Yeah. If I said, Andrew, you need to watch the... Um, the the Shatner secret, mm-hmm. the Shatner celebrity secrets. It's really good. Would you be interested in watching that? Whereas if I said you need to watch the sixteenth, uh, will it float? Mm-hmm. Would you feel more interested in one than the other? Would you feel like okay, one of these is something that I haven't seen, whereas the other one is I I think I have a pretty good idea, but. <laughs> Will it float? Number sixteen is. It's a like like your rewatchability to that. Would you go back and watch the um? What is the? I think there was a tub of ice cream once. 
and you go back and watch <laughs> the tub of ice cream one rather than <laughs> an individual celebrity secret where individual jokes were written for this person. I, I guess I might go back and watch. I, I well, it, it, it's, I think that's apples and oranges, right? Yes, they are very different things. Yeah. Well, all right. I probably would watch the Shatner one more yeah. than the Will It Float one, but only if I knew if it was going to float or not. Something and there's something to be said for the thrill of seeing it live for the first time in stunning 3D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See it again for the first time. All right, Mark. I will give it up. So that was that was a rough one. I think it's anytime we talk about. Anytime we talk about something we're invested it's in. It's so objective. <laughs> it's so, like, talking about comedy is, is, is rough. Mark, we're going to move on to our next topic. Talking about talk shows. We're talking about the best celebrity talk show guest. Now, is this individual? Like, just one time this person was on and it was great? or like, I, think, I, think it, I think it's, I think, I, I'm tempted to say that it's recurring. This guy, whoever this person is, whoever the suggestion is, they're always going to bring it. Yeah. Like, whenever they, they're on. And so, you went first in that first round, which means I go first in the okay. second round. Mark, the best celebrity guest, is our good friend, Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Mark, if you've never seen it, or listeners, if you've never seen it, Norm MacDonald, whenever he arrives on pretty much any talk show, manages to knock it out of the fucking park every fucking time. Yeah. Um, most notably on Conan, but even on Letterman, um, Norm is... Let- Letterman after he got fired. Yeah, Letterman, after, yeah, after Norm MacDonald got fired from uh, SNL, arrived and talked with Dave about it, was really funny... There's a really funny Letterman bit that he did where he's talking about um, he's talking about uh, 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 Bob Euchre, where um, uh, it's it's him or it's it's I think um, Norm tells a similar story, but Artie Lang also tells a story where they're talking about Bob Euchre and he's got a cough button and yeah. he's like a jazz he's like a jazz musician and that he he'll he'll say a play hit the cough button talk about a hot broad in the uh, yeah. In the in the crowd, lift off the t- the cough button and then keep rolling through this play, and they were just amazed by it. But Norm Macdonald, uh, specifically, um, anytime he's on Conan, always manages to just kill everyone, which is crazy because you you watch Norm on these these talk shows, and you're like, this guy should be making a Millions billion a billion dollars more yeah. than he's currently making but it's, it's 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 odd i mean he's got his own he actually has his own video podcast now which is crazy i should watch that. um yeah we should, we should get him on the network we should get him on the network <laughs> the botb right as network right his right in his slipstream yeah yeah he um his first episode is with the uh, super dave osborne who's another very funny guy that i don't think people give the benefit of the doubt to yeah. but norm Norm specifically, the one everyone always points to is when he's on with, um, I don't even remember her name, but she was in Chairman of the Board with uh, Carrot Top. Yeah. So Carrot Top's movie is out, and Norm is just laying into her the whole time. Well, he, Norm was the first guest. Yes. And then he moves to the couch with Andy, mm-hmm. and generally what happens with, I would say, 99.9% They, they get fans, lost to the ether. They don't never say see anything. him again. Yeah, exactly. They just sit there, and they wait it out, or they just go home. Yeah, but Norm hangs around and is is peppering commentary through this whole interview, uh, and just kind of sniping at at her and at Conan about how the, bad the movie's the, gonna the, be. The movie's gonna be terrible, and uh, it, it ends with 
maybe one of the, one of the best pieces of wordplay that uh, yeah. has ever happened on national television when she announces the name of the movie as chairman of the board, and then Conan says, "Try do, something, do something with do that, something with that freak." Yeah, and then there's a beat, and then Norm says, "I." <laughs> his, his board spelled B-O-R-E-D and Conan loses his fucking mind yeah. and the, the audience is fucking doubled over and that's that's the poor girl she's she knows. <laughs> she's mortified she's like, oh god um, and that's in like 96 yeah so now and then it, it like got even better when Norm was brought out for um, the Tonight Show with uh, Conan O'Brien yeah during that whole upheaval and uh well, Norm was one of Conan's last guests on Late Night, right? Yes, I believe so. And that's where he does his as soon as he comes out there, he's like, That that guy, that Leno guy foxed you, huh? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> that's his it's thing. So nice to see you, Norm. <laughs> Is that he he'll he'll run it down. He'll say something kind of mean but in a funny way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, you like to come on over. Yeah, yeah he does like a the no, the best part is it, it, it was like last appearance on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. He he said that he didn't get around to coming. He didn't get around to congratulating Conan for the Tonight Show. So he came out with a big like basket of flowers yeah. and like a like a congratulations card about how they'll, they can never well, take. What, what is this basket for? Oh, this is an older basket. I uh, I procrastinate, as you know. And uh, this is a basket I got you back in June. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. Norm, you've had this basket since June? Yeah. I've seen you. You've been on the show like three times. Why didn't you ever give me the basket? I keep forgetting it. <laughs> but I wanted you to know I bought it. It was $60. Oh. And uh, I wouldn't open it. I think it would smell. Well, well I, there's a card also. I, yeah, I see that. It says congrats yeah. on it. That's, that's terrific. Oh, I don't know. If it, can I read it? Yeah, why not? Congratulations, Conan, on finally securing your place as permanent host of The Tonight Show. <laughs> That's something they can never take away from you. <laughs> it is perhaps the shrewdest programming decision ever made. <laughs> the NBC Brain Trust. Sure, the pressure is on, but if I know you, Conan O'Brien, miserable failure is not an option. But I say Norm MacDonald, Mark. Norm MacDonald, good pick. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, my pick for best late-night guest is uh, kind of a weird one, kind of a personal one for me, I guess. Uh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Tom Waits would go on to Letterman during the 90s and into the th 2000s. And he would perform a song or two, but he would also just sit and be really weird. Hmm. But he'd tell funny jokes about, like, his life and his, uh... It, it, it was always fun because... You, if you're not familiar with Tom Waits, but like if you listen to his music, you probably wouldn't assume him to be a funny guy. Yeah, with a good sense of humor about things. How do you things. like California? Well, it's uh, it's very different than New York, right. as you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, my stay here was uh, difficult 
primarily because I, I uh, uh, you know what was new was jogging was new mm -hmm. when I was here. And that and drove you out of the city? No, I thought it was an acronym for something. I thought it was uh, Jamaicans on grass or something. Uh, oh, sure, I, easy enough to make yeah. that mistake. Yeah. So I, but I wasn't ready for it. I, I, because I was still uh, drinking and smoking mm -hmm. at the time, kind of around the clock. Around the clock. Sure. Well, it is if you really put yourself into it. It's a 24-hour-a-day gig. It got, in the, it got in the way of my jogging. <laughs> it's that kind of non-sequitur humor where, and it's fun to see Letterman kind of just sit back and let this guy talk mm -hmm. and be weird and amusing in his own way, and then you get a little musical performance out of it, too. Sure. So it's probably not going to make anybody become a Tom Waits fan. But you appreciate the fact that the guy generally brings brings the effort and the energy with him every time. Yeah, a lot of people will go on to a late night talk show and you can tell that they're like, this is my movie. Yeah, please con give me... Con contractually obligated to be there. Yeah, please give me $2,000. But to come up with a set routine, mm -hmm. Steve Martin does it a lot. Steve Martin does it. Bruce Willis does it. They, like, come... They, they pitch bits. Yeah. Bill Murray does it. Uh, I also appreciate, like, Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin is always Letterman's fill-in guest and... Uh, like if a guest drops out, yeah. usually when that's when Regis is on, I, and I always enjoy watching Regis come on and, and talk about stuff. Um, I'm trying to think like who else is usually the, um, Will Ferrell, I guess, usually yeah. comes in with an idea or a bit that he wants to do. Yeah. Um, but Tom Waits. Tom Waits, because it's unexpected. Like you expect Will Ferrell to have a bit. You expect Steve Martin to have a bit. He was on Conan recently with, um. And he did the top ten list, mm -hmm. and that was kind of that was funny until he started doing it. I think <laughs> the build up, and then then yeah, payoff wasn't that great. Then he was on Conan. It was like we're doing the top. Oh, 10 he did list. the top ten. Oh, I see. Yeah, that was what made it funny. Um, but yeah, you don't really expect it. But I guess if you just saw him, if you didn't know who Tom Waits was, and he just showed up, you'd be like, "Is this really odd older guy who looks like Ron Perlman?" Just kind of hanging just out. hanging out. And, like, Dave kind of just sat back and let him talk about his family and his mm -hmm, kids. Mm -hmm. and they mentioned an album. <laughs> I think. I think. Was it, was it his uncle? I think it was his sure. uncle. I think he knows somebody in the music business. That's what it was. Mark, final arguments. Uh, I do appreciate the oddball choice of um, somebody like a Tom Waits or a... Uh, I mean, there's got to be another... Um, uh, like, I feel like a musical guest. I'm, I'm trying to think like if there's a specific musical guest that usually, uh, like I sits down and talks. Warren Zevon did it a, a, a lot of times throughout the '90s. He would sometimes fill in for Paul Schaefer yeah. and be the band leader. That was usually funny. I don't. Amy Mann does comedy, but I don't think she's ever done. I I can't think of any times when she was on a show mm -hmm. and she sat down and kind of held their own with the host for a while. Elvis Costello. Yeah. But he's got his own show. Um, have you seen that supercut of, uh, like, Letterman's a big musical fan, uh -huh. and so every, and he's a drummer, so every time he, there's there's a supercut that they put together of Letterman going to greet his musical guests after they've finished, and he always goes to the drummer first, and oh. he's like, hey, those drums, are those Reynolds, or are those yours? And they're like, they're ours. It's like, beautiful drums. And it's like, it's, I never noticed <laughs> so it until let's put this, let's put this thing together, but it's like, constant he's yeah. just constant those are your drums 
beautiful drums. Like he's always he goes right to the drummer first to ask about his drum. Uh, but um, no, I can't. Well, all right. So Tom Tom wait. I don't know. Norm Macdonald, I think, has a bigger body of work uh, on on these on these talk shows that like I can point to a ton of examples over twenty plus essentially yeah. twenty years where he shows up like. And and it's it's Conan and it's Letterman and I, I I don't like he's probably been on Leno at some point but I can't I can't give you a specific yeah. time or even like uh, Craig Ferguson but like there's just something about the interplay of him on these shows interacting with other guests that probably fucking hate him like should don't want to don't want to deal with them but yet he's just there just constantly sniping yeah um, yeah and it's um, there's a really funny outtake as well where, like, Conan's trying to do, um, in like, promos for uh, different affiliates where he's yeah. like, uh, thanks, you know, Jim and Carol. Uh, tonight we have Norm MacDonald and, and Jack Hanna, but stay tuned after your local news or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. It's a bump. And, like, he's constantly, constantly interrupting this. I think it's, I think it's like, it's it was Norm and, like, Jim Gaffigan, I think, were on, the, on oh. the, uh, that episode. And... For some reason, Norm just keeps blowing take after take after take of this, yeah. and it's, it's it's hysterical because of just the kind of this like aw shucks, gee whiz attitude that he has. But at the same time, it's there's like some bite to it. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, no. I'm just gonna tell you flat out. No, I, I appreciate Tom Waits, but I'm telling you, Norm Macdonald has more m- more uh, um, His- examples of of how. He brings yeah. the energy Norm, and the effort every time. Norm is well. Norm is effortlessly humorous. That's the thing. Like That's it, he Waits, makes it look easy. Yeah, Tom Waits has to come up with a thing, mm-hmm. and it, I've never seen it. But I feel like if Letterman kind of pressed him a little bit, he might come on come undone, and the the jokes might be falling apart. But with but the, I appreciate that Tom Waits is trying. But. Yeah, Norm. Norm is Norm, and Norm has done every time. Norm has done stuff like I've seen bits where like it, you, it's funny because he continues to plow through it. Yeah, there's at one point he he was on like the Tonight Show with Conan because he was on a few times. Yeah, uh, he was doing I can't even remember what it was. It was something like he was reading off like observations that he had, and they were all like real, really shitty, like really hacky observations. Yeah. And, like, he would read a thing, and, like, the audience wouldn't, either wouldn't get it or wouldn't laugh, and then he would just soldier forward and keep doing it over and over again. And it's just like the roast thing everyone kind of talks yeah. about, where it's the roast of Bob Saget, and he gets up there, he's, he's filling in for Artie Lang, and uh, he, uh, beforehand, he buys it, he went to a bookstore and he bought a really shitty joke book, like one of those, like, 500 yeah. yucks for your family. And so he's reading these things and inserting um, members of the dais into it. Yeah. And, like, he reads the first one, and it just, uh, like, nobody gets it. It's a not, because, like, you're coming off of, like, Lisa Lampanelli saying, like, Bob Saget sucks a million cocks, like, that kind yeah. of, you know, and people are thought that's hysterical. Well, he comes in and says, Bob Saget has a lot of well-wishers here, and that they wish he'd fall down a well. And then a pause, and then right into the next one. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Mark, we're going to move on to our final mystery topic here on Best of the Best. This is a tricky one. We are talking... It's a mystery. It's a mystery. I don't know what it is. But here's the issue, Mark, is that I was watching Will It Flow the other day. 
watching a back collection. Yeah, what a, what a surprise. One, no, you aren't. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure, Mark? It was a, it was a, um, it was an engine. Mm. It was an engine from a car. Yeah. Let it go. The thing sank. Mm. But the lower third didn't say it sank. It sank. It said our third mystery topic. Ooh. Best daytime talk show. Best? Best daytime, daytime talk, talk show. show. Marco and Colton here. Heads or tails? Heads. It is heads. Kick or receive, Mark? Kick. Kick! Mark, the best daytime talk show is this. It is the Steve Wilkos show. Why is that, Mark? Why, why the laugh? Because I, I know what the Steve Wilkos show is. Mark, a spinoff of the Jerry Springer show, the mm-hmm. Steve Wilkos show is a inspiring trip into <laughs> the madness of math-addled America, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Mark, there's something I like. I like Steve Wilkos because he's tough but fair. Sure. In that he screams at people and he won't let them sit. Yeah. This is the thing that I love about Steve Wilkos. Is no one's sitting. There is such a shortage of chairs. Yeah. He takes chairs away from anybody. <laughs> he comes. Yeah. This is the thing that kills me. Is he comes like because. If Jerry Springer is all about kind of paternity and, and sex, Steve Wilkos is, is usually about like child abuse, mm-hmm. where like there's a shitty father or stepfather figure that is like abusing a child, and so he comes out on stage and he defends himself. Steve gets in his face and he always, always takes away his chair. Yeah, which I think is the most insulting thing. It is. <laughs> there's something really insulting about having a chair. And then not. not having a chair. <laughs> so he screams at a guy, and then he says, no, no, you don't get to sit on my show. And he yeah. makes him stand for, like, 40 minutes. It's rough. And then uh, yells at him some more, and then he takes a lie detector test, and usually he passes, yeah. and he gets his chair back or something. I, I don't You've know. You've earned the right You've earned the chair. right to sit on, my, sit, uh, on the stage. Yeah. But... Steve Wilkos, tough but fair, Mark. If you if you want to see in the middle of daytime television, and that's and I think that's what date that's what that is what daytime television does for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You giving me a sign? You got to buy something? No, I Uh-oh. no. My beard hair is getting your beard is weird, Mark. Uh, it's just that like because most of these most of these um, daytime talk shows. Uh, did I get it? Did I get it? Mark, most of these daytime talk shows have a lot of, like, improve your life. You got your Dr. Oz. You got your Rosie. No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking, those... I'm talking about, like, center of the day, like, real shitty daytime talk show. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying those are those are in the same vein. No, they're not. Because no, Rosie no. want to teach you how to, like, make a fruit pie? I'm not talking about that. I'm saying in the, in the commercials, there's a lot of improve your life oh, commercials yes, yes, where it's yes. like, you're sitting there. I know you don't have a job. You're watching Steve Wilkos right now. Yeah. Go to culinary school. Right. You fucking monster. It's debt help. Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of debt consolidation and call and go to this community college yeah. thing. So, uh, you know, people are watching Steve Wilkos because they can say, at least I don't have as bad as that. Yeah. I'm in a chair. <laughs> I've got a chair. I've got a chair. Yeah. No one's taking this away. They don't have a chair. And then there's a... 
commercial for Rena Center, and you go, "Oh my God, someone might take my chair." <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> there's a lot of past due bills stacked up on their coffee yeah. table. Oh, why did I think that I could rent? Oh, it, it sounded so amazing. Yeah. Seven hundred dollars for this bar lounger end table. End tables are expensive. Well, I'm saying after you, if you pay the rental, yeah, it's gonna cost it. It ends up cutting more. Yeah, Mark. Uh, so I say Steve Wilkos. Steve Wilkos, Andrew. In a similar vein, this is somebody who I've championed a few times. <laughs> so I feel like you know what I'm gonna say. Mari Povich. Mari Povich. Here's what's great about a Mari show. Mm-hmm. You, Mari has figured out what his audience wants to such a degree. That he will give them exactly what they want. <laughs> Hooting and hollering is All what they want. the damn time. Mm-hmm. You want paternity episodes? I'll do a month of paternity episodes. <laughs> yes. To see if I care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want your favorite uh, children being screamed at? I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of figured out. He's like, my audience is... Stone college kids mm-hmm. who just want to laugh at America mm-hmm. and people who have bad, awful children and difficult personal lives mm-hmm. and want to relate to somebody finally yelling at their the scream of children, pitch of a child. <laughs> yes. And he'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible to me that he can produce a product so consistently with so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think about how many people have been on Maury's paternity episodes. They usually do, like, three each time. And they've probably done, like, a hundred of these, maybe more? More, I guess. Like, I feel like every single episode is a paternity how episode. How many... And one of the great things is, because I have, you know, on your they have episode names. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see that Maury's going to be on... Oh, the other group is unemployed, depressed people like that. Sure, yeah. Uh, whenever I see go to culinary school, Mark. That consolidated. <laughs> uh, the title will always be. It'll, it'll getting back to subject lines. It it tells you what's going to happen, so it'll be like mystery dads. You're like, oh, it's a paternity episode. Mothers? Question mark. Paternity episode. <laughs> Uh, trying to get the facts about my baby. Paternity mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. They like find a way to just keep telling you over and over again using a, an assortment of words. Like I'm it sure should, the next the episode title should be like, "Look, I'm gonna love with Yeah, it's a paternity. <laughs> it's a paternity episode. Another paternity episode. We're doing it again. Well, they could just say, "Yeah, it's one of those." Yeah, yeah. And you would know. Oh, it's a paternity. What more he's gonna say, "You're not the father." You. Oh my god! Oh, uh, someone's always swearing on that show. That's the thing. There's always like, even when no one on the on the uh, stage is speaking, yeah. they always have to throw in a bleep because the audience is so the audience rowdy. Is screaming just, and they're they're a mess. Just but pushed in from the bus station. It's always it's also funny when if it is the father, the guy like breaks down and he hugs the kids and he like pretends to be like a great dad all of a sudden. And then Maury's, like, questions where he gets in the guy's face, or, like, side of the face, and it's like, are you going to be there for this child financially and spiritually? 
<laughs> and the guy's like, yes. Are you, are you, are you going to love this child as though it's your own? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it is your own. I know. <laughs> you just told me. Yes. God. I always like um, when they're not the father. It's always, there's always a you huge, back there's a huge pratfall from the mother. Yeah, like, ah, it's, it's like over. she's having a heart attack. And then she'll start running out of the stage. Yeah. And the camera guy's like chasing her down like it's an episode of Cops. And Maury's running after her. And he's like, if you need help, we are prepared to help you in any way right now. I don't know what that offer means. Like, like a cup of coffee. We'll give you I a assume. chair, I guess. <laughs> Steve, Steve Wilkos has a no. He has, he has, a, he has no a chair plus of chairs. He said we could come over <laughs> he and rent some. Storing in our backstage. Says, you better not give her a chair. Don't give her a chair. Don't give her a chair. He said not to give you the chair. The chair but we're going to give you the chair. We're give you the chair off camera. Yeah, we're not we going to film. Don't anymore. and don't tell don't Steve. Tell we filmed in the same area. Yeah. Do not tell him I gave you a chair. Give you a chair. He chases them down like. He's running after her. We're intercutting back to the guy, like, doing backflips because mm-hmm. he's not the father, pointing at the picture of the baby. The crowd is, like, the crowd losing is their mind. <laughs> everybody like, is... <laughs> I don't know if, like, everybody is on and methamphetamines, like, when you walk in or what the deal is. Like, you have to do some drugs in order to, or some coke to mm-hmm. be in the audience or on the show. But people are just elated no matter what the results are the no matter ruined. what the results are everybody's cheering maury's not even trying to be a ringmaster anymore he's just fucking let it happen <laughs> it's it's mark I, I sincere i i kind of wish they shot in la because i'd love to go i'd love to go taping they shoot in stanford yeah which is a shame I would love to be part of a brutal mob. Like that. <laughs> yes! Yeah, fucking tell him, right. <laughs> You fucked him! Because at least uh, Jerry Springer, now I think he knows that it's, it's all, all rehearsed. Fake and, and fake. Dumb. So he's yeah. like kind of tired and dumb and done with it. But Maury's just given up. And I, I always wonder what the control room is like for that show. Like, is, like the director is probably not even screaming at the camera guy to follow her down like follow her down the hall follow her down the hall it's just and she's going down the hall she's so going when are we going to take it um, we're going to take it uh, Greg you got the guy asking for women's numbers <laughs> in the audience yeah go ahead and take that um, uh, go ahead and uh, go just, ahead and cut to the uh, people vomiting in the crowd they're so overjoyed that he's not the father, he's not the father. I'm just going to rock it between you two guys so just play it <laughs> you like know, you're just, always on yeah alright uh, when's, uh, Cra- oh, is Crafty here? We got, uh, yeah, can I get a, um, I guess, uh, you guys want coffee or something? Yeah, guys, they're doing a Starbucks run. Um, if you want a latte or anything, let me know. I'll tell them, then we'll get it to you. <laughs> she's like, she, the woman is vomiting up. Just <laughs> the, the guy is firing the guns guy. into the air. <laughs> uh, is that, who gave him a gun? <laughs> no, it's not a big deal. It's fine. No, it's fine. Tell uh, G and E that they might want to check on the ceiling after we wrap for this. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're out. They don't have the. They don't have the soy latte. Uh, uh, all right, I'm all right. Oh no, she has a gun. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, this could get interesting. No, she just shot herself in the foot. All right. That's no, fine. that's. That's fine. Just cut around it. We don't want to be liable for that. <laughs> Maury, how you doing? He's doing good. He's doing fine. <laughs> uh, 20 minutes to lunch, everybody. 20 minutes. 20 minutes to lunch. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds fantastic. I, I just love how... Who gave her a chair? 
Who gave you the... That's oh the big guy. Oh, oh, my God. God. Steve, go into the chair. Oh, God. Oh, God. Cut away. Cut away. Get a no, P- no. I no. need a PA in there. I need a PA in there right now. Send a producer and tell her she cannot touch those chairs. Oh, my God. She touched the chair. Shut it down. Shut everything down. Steve, just bust her. <laughs> you <laughs> motherfucker. You fucked me. Final argument. Final argument. Andrew, I guess the best would be... Steve Wilkos episode of Maury. Of Maury, right? <laughs> Somebody wants to sit in one of his chairs. Somebody, somebody really needs to sit. It's like she's she's also pregnant as well. Yeah. She's like, I look, I need to. He's like, you sit in that fucking chair. I like. I will take every chair out of this place. Yeah. The audience doesn't get chairs. The director doesn't get a chair. There will be no chairs. Over and over. Is he, is he for real? Maury's like, <laughs> like don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I guess we're comparing chairs to screaming at children. What's better? The thing I've said before is I love the, the mob mentality it's of Maury Povich's audience. Like, yeah. It's like you, you, are, you are thrown to the lion's den because it's like no matter what you say, you're going to get booed. Yeah. Like... It, you're gonna get booed, and uh, your people are just going to be scream like, like if it's a kid, if it's a little girl, I'm gonna call her a bitch. Yeah, I'm absolutely gonna call this little girl a bitch. Well, the, the crazy, the crazy thing to me is like, is like this is a very crucial part of your life, like finding out if you are the father of this child. Yes, and like the fact that they add this just screeching mob on top of it. There's something just horrifying, but at the same time hysterical about the like you have you and I. If we were in the audience, we have no investment in the lives of these people. No, it's like like I I hope it turns out okay. I never want to see people suffering, mm-hmm. but I think if we were in the audience, we would be screeching. We would be insane too. Loud. The audience is more interesting than what's than, going than on. What's going on exactly? Because you're cutting. It's like these people are just just they are they are rubberneckers yeah on these people's horrible tragic lives and yet yes and are just as are are more more loud and more vocal than the people that are actually directly invested in it yeah so yeah i appreciate i appreciate a good rubbernecking yeah 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 (laughs) so maury povich because i imagine i imagine we would be on and i'm pretty reserved generally yeah Like, like like I went to I went to the Price is Right. Mm-hmm. I went to the Price is Right, and like I in my mind, I was kind of like, all right, if I want to get on stage, like I got to amp up the energy. But right. like about an hour into it, I was like, no, kind of done. Fuck that! I no, I'm not going to dance for you people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we were in the Maury Povich audience, I would as soon as that person, as soon as I saw them, like I wouldn't even need to know the results. <laughs> but, Oh, it's the stage manager. <laughs> He's like, I like the energy. I like the energy. Let's save that. Burn! Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's, it's uh, Donald Sutherland from uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? <laughs> and as much as I always say it's a paternity episode, if I if it was a little girl, if it was a little girl, if it was if it, the episode title was I can't control my teen, I would just lose it because I'm like, oh my god, I can scream at this seven year old boy. Who is unruly? <laughs> he comes out. He's smoking a cigarette. and Flips you the bird. Yeah. It gives you complete, complete. 
uh, uh, permission to right. boo the shit out of this like eleven year old child. The, yeah, the mother comes out. She's like, I can't control this kid, and I'm thinking, no, parenting is difficult. I mean, I'm sorry that this woman is in this situation. I, I feel like I feel like there were some problems in the past for both of these people, but it's, I think we need to spare the rod. And spoil the child in and this situation. Now, now let's bring out uh, little Dante, everybody. Just he comes yeah. out, just fingers up in the air. <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you, Dante! You fucking piece of shit! You're gonna die! <laughs> if they don't do it, I'll do it! Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maury's just, I'm not even Maury's on... just standing inside, uh, just arms uh, crossed. He's like, you know, it's just... You know, it's incredible. I'm not even on the show. I'm just thinking about it right now, and I am amped. I want to scream at a at an 11 year old boy named Damien. Yeah, and just let him have it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll show you what's what. Yeah, yeah. Maury Povich, best date to talk shows. Brings talk out the show. Yeah, yeah. Brings yeah. out the hate and the the mania in each of us. You no matter how much you think you're immune to it. No, I, as soon as you're, it, it, like, it could be an audience full of nuns. They yeah. sit, as soon as they sit down, as soon as they sit in those chairs. It's over. It's over. Yeah. They, they are just, they, they you, whatever, whatever picture Maury wants to paint is, is what's going to get presented. And you're going to get booed. A child will get booed. A baby will get booed. I'll, I'll boo a baby. I'll boo that baby. As soon as the baby's picture comes up on the, boo! Boo! You suck. Boo. <laughs> uh... So I got it. That's yes, you got it. That's going to do it's a it. Solid win. That's going to do it for this episode of Best of the Best. If you would like to comment on this episode, you can always do that by leaving a message or a comment on the flickering box at WordPress.com, or you can email us at botbpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to subscribe to past episodes, you can do that by going to iTunes or by subscribing to us on Stitcher. 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 All that information and more at the flickering box at WordPress.com. And if you'd like to RSVP for the haircut party coming up, you know, we, we need to know how much punch to make. Please go ahead and email us at botbpodcast at gmail.com. Put RSVP in the subject line, how many people you're bringing, um, plus four, plus eight, plus 25, you know. What what kind, will you be getting like a trim or a styling? That's the other thing we need to know. It's, it's if, if you want a trim, we can seat you first, but if you want something a little bit more involved, that's going to take a little longer. So, yeah, we need to know how to stagger everybody when they show up to the party. Uh, and uh, you when, know, when Andrew calls Sans area code, <laughs> I just start dialing the number. It says seven digits. I don't know. And uh, let us know if you're bringing a firearm as well. We will be firing guns yes. as well during this party. So, if we need to rent more guns to provide, that's fine. It is BYOG. If you're bringing your own gun, Please bring your own ammunition. Yes. We can't be bothered to get 45 ACP or 9mm. You know, it's or... it's a celebration, but we're not made of money. Yeah. All right? We, fr- we are ce- I'll say this. First round's on us. And I'll say this. We are celebrating a free haircut, so that gives you an idea of what you can expect to be there. It's it's gonna get it's gonna get a little blue. Yeah. All right. 18 and over. Please. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but it is 18 or over. To our younger fan. <laughs> Mark, uh, anything else? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, allow me to play you out. Yeah. This is... Boo! Boo! You cannot play! You cannot play!